0: Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. A lot of us at middle age are now or soon may become members of the sandwich generation, nurturing our offspring as they mature through their difficult preteen and teenage years, but at the same time, out of necessity, becoming primary caregivers for an elderly, infirm parent or parents, or perhaps a member of our extended family. Traditionally, the caregiver role was assigned primarily to women, daughters of elderly parents, generally women who did not work outside the home, and caregiving became their primary role. But here are some surprising facts. My next guest, elder care expert Dr. Camille Superson, informs that an increasingly large percentage of millennials are now caregivers, that 45% of caregivers are now men, and most shocking of all, in America there are 1.4 million children ages 8 through 18 that now are assuming the role of caregiver. I guess former First Lady Rosalind Carter summed it up best. She said there are only four types of people in the world, those who have been caregivers, those that are currently caregivers, those who will be caregivers, and those who will need a caregiver. And how about you? Are you currently or will you soon assume this caregiver role? If so, you will need all the help you can get, believe me. And it goes without saying that most novice first-time caregivers caregivers don't have the slightest idea where to turn for help. And one of the most pressing concerns for many is the overwhelming financial burden of caring for the elderly and infirm, a burden that can drain remaining resources, both of the elderly and of our, their families. And my guest, uh, Dr. Camille uh, Superson, uh, estimates she spent about $200,000 over the uh, 10 years that she was caring for her elderly parents. And uh, another obvious burden is the time and energy required to care for a loved one full-time and how you can balance caregiving with earning a living, going to school, or simply reserving a little time for yourself. And as a caregiver, you will need to know of every valuable resource available to you to uh, ease the burden. And unfortunately, these fabulous resources often are extremely hard to find, especially if you don't know where to look, who to contact, or what you or your elderly loved one qualify for. And what could be worse than discovering free assistance only after you drained your life savings? And uh, this is my guess, where my guest, Dr. Camille, comes in. As a former caregiver for over 10 years of 2 bedbound parents, she learned the hard way how to find the services, products, and assistance she needed. But here's the great part. Dr. Camille Superson has written a definitive guidebook to save other caregivers like you and me from the same fate. Now in its second edition, her book is titled Essential Resources Guide: uh, Essential Resource Guide for Caregivers. Save time, save money, and save your sanity. And I think that's an excellent title. And she's here to preview her book today. And Dr. Camille Superson began her career as a registered pharmacist. After many years working both in hospitals and retail stores, she returned to school and became a doctor of chiropractic with emphasis on the whole-person approach to wellness and healing, and she opened Health Concepts, the first comprehensive holistic wellness clinic in the Chicagoland metro area. And after 16 years as an owner and director, her life changed dramatically when she moved to Arizona to become a full-time caregiver for both her parents. And uh, hello, Dr. Camille. It's indeed an honor to have you with us here today.
1: Hello, Roy. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, you mentioned that 30% of caregivers die before the people they care for. How tragic that is. How can you uh, prevent this same tragic fate from happening to you if, if you become a caregiver?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing is people don't take care of themselves. Yeah. They're so overwhelmed and stressed out trying to find the resources to try to find assistance for their loved one that they often neglect their own health. Yeah. They often neglect their own um, emotions and everything that is associated with becoming a caregiver.
0: Yeah. Well, in your book you mentioned that... Uh that people can receive free respite care to help them out. Obviously, uh, if they have jobs or they have obligations, uh, they can't be there 100% of the time. How how can they get this service?
1: There are many resources available that people do not know about. Hmm. Some are from government agencies. Some are from profit, nonprofit and volunteer organizations. They're all listed in the book, but what is even... Uh, A better thing is the fact that if anybody goes to the website, stressfreecaregiver.com, in the upper right-hand corner, they can download a wonderful guide that will provide many of the places that do offer free respite care.
2: Oh, that's great. mm
1: Mm-hmm. And many of those uh, resources are totally free. In fact, the ones that they're going to download are totally free. Mm. So all they have to do is know where they are, who to call, who to contact, and what to ask for.
0: Yeah. Well, family care- caregivers provide, uh, in your book you mentioned, an estimated $470 billion in unpaid services every year. It's a lot like what... Uh, Housewives often provide a lot of unpaid services to their families, but is there any way that uh, caregiver uh, family members can get paid for doing that uh, tremendous service?
1: Yes, there's a new law that went into effect June of 2017, excuse me, 2015. Mm. And there are many ways that caregivers can now get paid Mm. for caring for a loved one. And The umbrella organization is called Cash and Counseling. But the interesting thing about it is many of these programs are called so many interesting names that if a person didn't know what they are, they would never even know what to look for. For example, if you lived in Montana, the Cash and Counseling program is called Big Sky Bonanza. Now, what does that have to do with anything? Well, so, we
0: know it's the big sky state, that's about
1: all. Yeah, and the interesting thing is people don't even know, or they would never associate no. that
2: no, with a sure.
1: program that would pay them. But here's the good part. Here's the wonderful um, information that they can receive from the from the book. Beginning on page 29, I tell everyone exactly what to go to, what websites to go to, what to click on, where to go specifically for their own particular state. They will know everything, how to qualify, who to call, and more importantly, what the name of the program is called because even today... I did a, a, just a quick example, I did a quick um, check, you know, pretending that I was someone looking for information, Yeah. and I had called Illinois, and mm-hmm. I had asked for the cash and counseling program. Yeah. The long and short of it is, I was referred to four different departments before anyone even knew what I was talking about.
0: <laughs> so typical, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I knew what I was looking for.
0: Yeah, That's great. Well, um, the cost of prescriptions for the elderly and the infirmed also often is cost prohibitive, even if they have prescription uh, coverage through Medicare Part D or other insurance. You mentioned there are various places to receive prescription medicine for free. Uh, please tell us how we do that. I guess, again, go to your book, but uh, where where would we look for that?
1: There's government programs that are federal and some that are state. Oh, I see. And those are very specific and, um, of course, are also listed, but people don't realize that there are also places, as in the actual drug manufacturing companies, that will provide drugs for people who qualify. And many times You don't have to be completely indigent oh,
2: okay. You can
1: qualify For many of the drugs If they have them on their list
2: yeah.
1: And it's really simple Because you can go And how I have everything Spelled out in the book Is basically you go You type in the, the drug that you need yeah. And it will bring up the All the information Who to call, who to contact What qualifies, etc And Another hidden um, little surprise that people don't realize is there are discount drug cards that Mm. will also provide deep discounts for many of the drugs that people are on. And Mm. I, yes, and not all drug cards are the same because people will say, well, I have a drug card. But they don't realize that there's hundreds of drug cards out there. Mm. And everyone is different, and everyone contracts differently with different pharmacies. So the good part is that from the comfort of home, you can literally plug in the information from your computer,
2: Mm.
1: put in the drug that you need based on the drug card that you're looking for on the different websites, and it will tell you how much you will pay at every different pharmacy in your area.
2: Well, that's so wonderful. you know
1: ahead of time exactly what kind of discounts are available.
2: Yeah. And
1: you right. and you might have to go through several to find one that is discounted yeah deeply.
0: Well, on a on a different subject when my wife's mother needed full-time care, her three children agreed to take her into their homes a third each of the time, but it soon became apparent that mom's needs were far more than they can handle, so they had to move her into a nursing home facility. And fortunately, she qualified for Medicare that paid most all of the cost. I know there are pretty strict rules on that. Uh, just to summarize briefly, what are some of those requirements for an elderly person to qualify for uh, Medicare when when it just... Becomes too difficult for whatever reason to uh, care for the person at home.
1: If they're on Medicaid, to qualify for Medicaid, basically all your assets have to be depleted. And how to overcome that? And unfortunately, there's usually a five year waiting period to take all the assets out of the person's name.
2: Yeah, they can't the give care. them all
0: time. Mom can't give everything to their kids uh, right before she moves in, in other words.
1: Right. And so what ends up happening is if they are not Medicaid qualified, yeah. the Medicaid will literally deplete all the assets first oh. and then the person will go on Medicaid and they will pay 100%. If a person goes, and that's if they're in a nursing home, if they go into assisted living, that is often more difficult because many times that is taken directly from a person's savings and it's a direct pay on many, many occasions. And people don't realize that even the caregivers who are currently working, 40% of those individuals will deplete all or most of their own life savings be, besides the ones of their parent or loved one.
0: Well, isn't that sad? Yeah, I, I know it's, you tell us that, tragic. Uh, that caregiver, uh, caregivers personally lose up to three-fourths of a million dollars over a lifetime. And that's, that's just horrible to, to think about.
1: Well, when you think about all the benefits, you know, you think yeah. about uh, 401Ks, you think of... Um, different insurance benefits you might have for your company that you work for. And by not working, you're not contributing to Social Security, so it no, also that's... decreases increases the amount of Social Security you will get. I mean, it just adds up.
0: Yeah, there's in... so many side effects you don't even think about, like that decreased Social Security benefit that uh, you'll receive once you reach retirement.
1: Exactly. Okay.
0: Yeah, you say that 40% of female caregivers live in uh, poverty after caregiving, and that's certainly something that we don't want to happen. But uh, if there was one most important piece of advice that you would give a caregiver, what would it be?
1: I would say there are a few. One is be prepared, and be prepared before you need it. That's for sure. And many people don't even consider that this role might fall onto them or their families. I know for me, I was totally unprepared, and so mm. were my parents. My yeah. mother had a stroke, so mm. there was no time to even prepare for yeah. that. Yeah. So one day she was fine and one day she wasn't.
2: Oh yeah. That's...
1: So being prepared is really important. Finding yeah. all the documents you need. I don't care if they're... Marriage certificates, divorce certificates, mortgages, banks, doctors, yeah. Yeah. you need to really gather all of those things. But probably most important is taking care of yourself yeah. and putting yourself first, because if you don't, you might become that statistic where 30% of those people die. And if you're prepared and if you do take care of yourself, you're far better apt to do a good job and to be less stressed and overwhelmed when that time happens for you.
2: Yeah,
0: you're, if you're uh, not taking care of yourself and are maximum stressed out, you're not likely to be a good uh, calming resource for your, the person you're caring for, <laughs> actually. Absolutely. I can see that making it worse for them. Than to... Well, let's talk a bit about your outstanding reference book, The Essential Resource Guide for Caregivers. How did your book come into being, and what made you write this book, and what, what was your mission in writing it?
1: When I was a caregiver, most of the information that is in the book I did not have. Yeah. And in the course of caregiving, I was like everyone else. I was deeply stressed. I struggled looking for viable resources to help both of my parents. Yeah. And what was interesting is some of the resources that are in the book, I literally received from total strangers.
2: yeah,
1: And they would approach me and they would tell me about them. Huh. And a good example of that was the waiver program that I was able to get my my mom free diapers instead of paying $165 a month for seven years.
0: Wow. Um, Didn't you and, spend about, what, $13,000 before you discovered that? Exactly,
1: exactly and and discounts on license plates. Yeah. Um all that time my mother was um disabled. Yeah. Her vehicle qualified for 50% off license plates in the state of Michigan. Oh. Here in Arizona, she would have gotten them for free. Huh. And people don't realize that. And when I approached the um the motor vehicles department personnel. And I said, I would like a discount, please. And she goes, okay. And I go, what do you mean, okay? I said, seven years I've come here and nobody's told me that. And she said, you never asked me. (laughs) Well, how can you ask for something you don't even know exists?
0: She sounds like a typical government employee.
2: (laughs) But you know
1: something that the the travesty and the tragedy of this is it still exists today. Yeah. And that's why you have to be armed with the resources. You have to be armed with who to call, what to ask for, what to say and what specifically programs that you want. And you then become the expert and many times when you call them they won't even know what you're talking about. So that was my motivation and after I after my parents died, people would come to me and ask me, what can I do for this or what can I do for that? And then I had some resources, but then I would keep looking and looking for them, and then the resources sort of grew, and then that became the book. And I said, if I suffered and struggled, other people are too, and this does not have to be. And if I could make their life easier, if I could give them hope, if I could give them solutions, that is a great thing because there's sixty seven million caregivers out there yeah. wow. right now that need this information.
0: Well, should I read your book cover to cover like a novel, or if not, how best should it be used?
1: It like a yellow pages, you would oh. <laughs> literally find what you want in the in the index. And you would table of contents and then find an area that's important to you. If it's food, if it's prescriptions, if it's respite care, if it's glasses, if it's cash, if it's anything. You just look, um, service animals. People don't realize that many illnesses and many conditions qualify for free service dogs. And they don't even realize that. So you just go there, you look, you find the information, and there's, The book is geared that everything is in one place, so when you make the contacts, when you call them, you can make notes right in the book because there's some tables that you can actually look, so everything is right there for you, and you'll know what to ask for.
0: Yeah, well, you've got me sold. Where, uh, once again, what's the uh, the website where we'd contact you? Can uh, Is that the best place to buy your book through the website? The best or? place
1: to buy it is the website. You can also buy it on Amazon. Yeah. But you don't get the perks that you get oh, from right. the website. And not only do you get the free respite guide that you can just sign up for, but when you purchase the book or multiple copies of the book, you will also get a free download called Quick Start Guide for Caregivers. And everything we talked about in terms of what to do, where do you start? You know, there's so many things you don't even think about. Do you need a ramp? Do you need to move furniture? Do you need to cook different foods, whatever? It's all listed there so you know in advance what to prepare for. And another perk on the website is if you purchase two or more books, Your shipping is free. And the reason why I did that is because people would buy one book, and then other people would see it, and they would want to borrow it, and they would say, no, get your (laughs) own, or they would buy it for them. And then they would come back and buy two or three or four copies to give as gifts. So that is my gift Anyone who goes to the website and purchases more than one copy.
0: Well, believe me, you've got me sold. And if if I were, I had a parent that, uh, fortunately, my own parents uh, arranged well ahead of time uh, so that they were taken care of, moved into a retirement village. And uh, but so few uh, parents prepare like that, and uh, it's so often that uh, one or more of us will uh, end up having to uh, perform the role of extended caregiver. And what's your uh, website again?
1: StressfreeCaregiver dot com.
0: StressfreeCaregiver
1: dot com. Uh,
0: you also uh, give speeches and uh, tell people at the various groups about your services as well. I guess they'd contact you through that website, would they? Or uh...
1: yes, or they can email me at Camille Superson eight at Gmail dot com.
0: Oh, okay. Well, it's certainly. Uh, It's opened my eye to a lot of the uh, issues that are involved in caregiving that I wasn't even aware of. And uh, it's what if all the searching for resources had already been done for you, and all the websites, contact info, who to call, and precisely what to ask for were at your fingertips, and what if you could... uh, Uh, immediately start uh, saving money with services, uh, products, and programs, many of which are free or uh, subject to deep discounts. All that uh, I think you could find or will find if you uh, purchase Dr. Camille's excellent book. And once again, the title of that book is what?
1: Essential Resource Guide for Caregivers, Save Time, Save Money, Save Your Sanity.
0: That sounds like a good idea, and I want to thank you so much for uh, joining us today. You've certainly opened my eyes, and I'm sure our listeners as well, as to that great resource for uh, anyone that uh, is overwhelmed by the thought of uh, caring for an elderly parent or another infirm member of your family. And thanks so much, Dr. Camille, for uh, joining us today.
1: You're very welcome.
0: And best of success in, in getting that the word out to the millions of uh, caregivers that we have, either currently suffering or getting ready to uh, take that task on.
2: Thanks yeah, a million. Sp-
1: spread the word because there is help, yeah. and that's my contribution to help.
0: And there is hope, as you point out, if you uh, have the resources and know where to look for it. It's not an overwhelming; it doesn't have to be an overwhelming burden that puts you into personal poverty and and causes you stress and grief. uh, And thanks so much again, Doctor Camille, for for joining us today.
1: You're very welcome.
0: Well, Doctor Camille's Superson offers invaluable advice to caregivers. And if you're a caregiver, I highly recommend her Essential Resources Guide. But to supplement her advice and close out our program today, I came across an excellent article in the September 2016 Mayo Clinic Health Letter titled Caring for the Caregiver, and that caregiver means you. Uh, Caring for your spouse uh, After his or her stroke takes up most of your time these days, or maybe it's caring for an elderly parent who's unable to care for themselves, life has taken a whole different turn from what both of you expected, but you're determined to make it work. Your spouse's or maybe parent has always been there for you, and now you're there for him or her. And you're not alone. Millions of people across America provide long-term care for a family member who is ill or has a disability and caregiving is undoubtedly a big responsibility but here's the good news it also can be very fulfilling if you have the right attitude of course you can do it well if you remember that taking care of the caregiver yourself is the key to caring for a loved one you really can't do it effectively if you're not taking care of yourself first and understanding the personal challenges you may face is as important as knowing how to provide quality care. And here are some suggestions you might find helpful in your journey together. You know, research shows that a few key steps on your part can make caregiving smoother for both you and your loved one. And these include getting to know the condition. If you're new to caregiving, familiarize yourself with a condition or disease that's affecting your loved one and knowing what to expect regarding the natural course of the disease, treatment options, and available resources will help you feel less alone and more effective as a caregiver. And uh, that, of course, partly is where Camille Soperson's book comes in, but it's also great to do Internet research on the particular condition or disease that your loved one may have. You know, uh, for instance, with Parkinson's disease, you could keep track of... uh, what the early symptoms are and where it's leading all those uh, types of progressive diseases may require a caretaker at some point or a caregiver at some point and uh, that is the time to do the research on that particular condition and secondly keep it simple stick to a familiar schedule and keep choices simple uh, make the activities of daily uh, that makes the activities of daily living easier for you It also reduces the potential for arguments over independence and issues of control. Giving a basic structure to your day with a plan B as needed helps maintain order and yet provides flexibility. So keep it simple. Here's a third thing, stay calm. (laughs) Maybe easier said than done, isn't it? But transitioning to new roles in a close relationship especially maybe a mother-daughter relationship or a father-son, whether between partners or between parent and child, can be disconcerting for all involved, especially at first. But projecting calm, even if you don't feel it, fake it, (laughs) it can have a ripple effect on those around you, and sooner or later you will become calm and so will everyone else. And you also feel more in control if you don't uh, fly off the handle. And for God's sake, don't take it personally. A major source of stress for so many caregivers is feeling underappreciated by those you're caring for. For example, loved one's stubbornness or refusal to participate in an activity say taking their medicine or whatever it may be, may feel like a personal affront, a negation of your efforts to help, but in truth, uh, many such behaviors are actually attributable to the illness rather than to your loved one's lack of respect or feelings toward you, and realizing this can help put the situation in proper focus where it needs to be and ease the strain on your relationship. And here's a key. It's easy to become so focused on the needs of your loved one that you forget or ignore your own basic needs. Remember Jesus' proclamation in the Bible, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, that certainly also applies to love yourself as a caregiver before you attempt to give the best service to the person you're caring for. Caregivers often become frustrated, run down, and burned out, and don't let yourself get there. Instead, find time for these kind of things. Train for caregiving. And we're not talking about uh, professional training. We're talking about physical training. Give your loved one the best possible care. You need to be in good shape, almost like training for a marathon. And really, caregiving is a lot like a marathon, isn't it? This means eating well, getting enough sleep, engaging in regular exercise, and doing things you enjoy. You've got to take time to do that. And attempt, and tempting to uh, forego the I know it's tempting to forego those. Uh, healthy habits, but carving out the time and help necessary to do so will pay for uh, often a better quality of life, both for you and for your loved one. And take breaks. Research indicates that caregivers who arrange regular breaks from their responsibilities cope much better with stress and keep their loved ones at home longer. They also reduce the risk of depression and cardiovascular disease in you, the caregiver. And you may recall... uh, uh, and was a discussion with Camille that there are a lot of free resources for respite care. And uh, also, uh, respite care can come in the form of a friend or relative, simple as uh, coming over to play cards with your loved one once a week, for instance. Or it may mean hiring a skilled professional to provide assistance with bathing, grooming, exercise, injections, medications, home safety, or other needs. And it may cost some money, but... Uh, Michelle, or I should say uh, Camille, shows ways you can save money on respite care. And adult centers are another option. And here's an interesting uh, idea. Integrate mindfulness. You know, as you know from previous programs, mindfulness is a meditative type tool that you can use anywhere, anytime, to relieve stress, increase contentment, and renew purpose it's a systematic way of training your brain to be completely present in the moment, quit worrying about the past or the future and uh, without judging and without relying on previous assumptions and Studies show that mindfulness uh, mindfulness based stress reduction can help reduce caregiver stress and depression. And it can also help you as a caregiver and develop a deeper awareness of your reactions to your loved one's behavior when they're occurring, as well as the emotional distance needed to adapt your, resources, uh, your responses accordingly. And uh, we all know uh, the benefits of mindfulness meditation that we've talked about in this program several times. And here's a final very important item, create your own space even when all family members are in good health each of you needs personal space this need remains even uh, this need remains even when illness occurs. So find a room or a corner that you can make your own, a place of refuge where you can go when you feel overwhelmed. This could be a comfortable chair facing a window, a den filled with your favorite things, even a corner of the garden. Maybe not this time of year if you're in the northern climes, but certainly in the spring and summer. A few minutes of recharging your emotional batteries and uh, on your own can make a big difference on how you feel when you return to your caregiving responsibilities and as we covered in the interview dr camille Superson's book essential resource guide for caregivers is an excellent resource you also may wish to go online for helpful websites and here's a couple of them uh, www.caregiver.org or www.caregiveraction.org. Those are a couple of uh, helpful websites I've come across, and you can come across more, obviously, if you go to Google. And by the way, uh, Emile Superson's book is not just for caregivers. Uh, She wanted me to mention that the book also contains uh, contains sections on eyeglasses, prescriptions, and food uh, if uh, you need the help. Financially, for various things like that, there are resources that are contained in that book. And you may be able to save thousands of dollars each year by taking advantage of these resources, whether you're a caregiver or not, especially if you have an elderly person or a disabled person in your household. And that's all the time for today. Now, my best advice, consider caregiving for a loved one as a chance for fulfillment. Uh, growing closer to that loved one, and uh, sharing, maybe what uh, in retrospect may be the finest uh, days of your relationship, as your caregiving, and for certain take care of yourself and get the help you need because you can't succeed as a caregiver if you uh, resentfully put all the burden upon yourself. And that's our program for today. Tune in next week when we'll talk about a more pleasant subject on middle age can be your best age. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his middle age renewal training system by visiting his
1: website, middleagerenewal.com.